Welcome to this inspiring message brought to you by Kingsword Media Outreach, a part of Kingsword Ministries International. We hope this teaching inspires you and transforms you into all that God has destined you to be. Please stay tuned for more information about Kingsword Ministries International following this message. May God bless you as you listen. things are ready. God began to speak to us that all things are ready. And we started from two Wednesdays, I think last Wednesday and then we into Sunday. Last Wednesday I just gave a foundation and then on um, Sunday we, we, we spoke a bit on that, on all things are ready. I'll just give you a little summary of the last thing we talked about and then we'll just continue from there. The first thing we said that to make you, um, the things you need to do, how, how, how do I receive what has been made ready? How do I receive what God has made ready? On Sunday we talked about one thing, that God wants you to get out of the way. God wants you to get out of the way. Alright? Glory to God. That's the first thing. God wants you to get out of the way. Luke chapter 14, that's our text scripture, our anchor scripture for that. From verse 15, hearing this, a man sitting at the table with Jesus exclaimed, What a blessing it will be to attend a banquet in the kingdom of God. Jesus replied with, it, with this story, a man prepared a great feast and sent out many invitations. When the banquet was ready, he sent his servant to tell the guest, Come, the banquet is ready. So from there, we understand that God went ahead of us to prepare a banquet, to prepare 2019. And I, I told us that the designers of Apple product and, and um, Facebook and, and WhatsApp and all these technology companies did not come to us to ask us what we think about what they want to develop. They went ahead to develop it, knowing that, anticipating our need for it. So when God says all things are ready, it means he has anticipated our need in 2019. He has anticipated ahead of us. He has seen into the future and seen that you will need this, you will need this, you will need this. So he went ahead and now he's, he went from the, from the beginning to the end, fixed everything, then came to the beginning and said all things are ready. So if God says to me that all things are ready, what I just need to do is embrace that readiness. So tonight, I want us to look at how you can receive everything that has been made ready. Everything. And I also told us, according to Genesis 1.29, where the Bible says that God uh, um, brought water out of, the, out of the ground. Out of the ground. No, Genesis 1.29 says, Look, I have given you every seed-bearing plant throughout the earth and all the fruit trees for your food. So before man did anything, God made a provision. He said, I have given it to you. There was nothing he did. There was no work in the garden of Eden for Adam to come and work. There was no work there. God had prepared everything. So he said, I give it to you. That's, that's, that shows the God that we serve. So he doesn't bring us into a year or a season to make us wonder. 
what's in it for me or to make us wonder how the season will be he knows what he has prepared in that season and that's that's what god does all the time he prepares it ahead of us he prepares it for us glory to god so the first thing we looked at is that you need to get out of the way genesis chapter 2 from verse 4 said this is the account of the creation of the heavens and the earth when the lord god made the earth and the heavens neither wild plants nor grains were growing on the earth for the lord god had not yet sent rain to water the earth there were no people to cultivate the soil instead springs came up from the ground and watered all the land so this is god taking you out of the way so that he can do what only he can do so instead of waiting for the rain he says no the rain is the is an activity of man that will make the water go up and then come down but this was there was no activity of man anywhere so i learned to understand that when i get out of the way it's easy for the supernatural to happen it's easy for what what i think does not exist to happen it's easy for god to show up and when god shows up he doesn't do natural things he does supernatural things man can orchestrate stuff and then water will go up and rain will come down and clouds will be full and all that but god said no the way i operate is that the water will come from the ground the water will come from the ground and for that to happen there had to be no people to cultivate the soil so the moment we get out of the way god steps in the moment we step aside god steps in so the first thing you need to do on how to receive newness and how to receive everything that God has made ready is to get out of the way. To get out of the way. Then the second one, I, we talked uh, a lot of that on Sunday. The second one is this. Know and believe the love God has for you. You have to know that love and then you have to believe it. It's not just enough to say, um, Lord, I know you love me. Turn your Bibles with me. To first John. First John chapter 4. From verse 16. It says, We now we know how much God loves us, and we have put our trust in his love. God is love, and all who live in love live in God, and God lives in them. So we know how much God loves us. So because we know how much He loves us. We put our trust in him. King James Version says, We have known and believed the love of the Father. So we don't just know it, that God loves us. We believe it. So, because we believe it, we go um, several steps into many things that explains that God loves us. Glory to God. Look at that again. We know how much God loves us. Because of that, we have put our trust in that love. Why? Because God is love and all who live in love live in God. And God lives in them. I mean, it's just amazing. We have known and we have believed the love. We don't just know it. Oh yes, I know God loves me. I know God loves me, but I believed it. I've grown from just knowing to believing that love. So when I believe it, I put my trust in it. 
What does it mean to put your trust in the love of God? It means to recklessly abandon yourself to him. To recklessly throw yourself to him. Reckless abandonment. As if you have nothing to lose. As if you have nothing to lose. You have nothing to lose. Turn to Luke chapter 13 verse 16. It says, this dear woman, a daughter of Abraham, has been held in bondage by Satan for 18 years. Isn't it right that she be released even on the Sabbath? This dear woman, a daughter of Abraham, has been held in bondage by Satan for 18 years. Is it not right that she be released even on the Sabbath? You know, when we get to a place in our life where we, you know, people say this thing a lot, that um, lest they say to me, where is my God? Or lest they say to me, I thought you're a Christian, I thought you're a believer. But Jesus looked at this woman and said, this woman is a daughter of Abraham. But she's in bondage. She's a daughter of Abraham, but she's in bondage. I know God loves me. I know God loves me. But how much have I believed that love? When I believe that love, it goes from just knowing. It goes to a deep affection. It goes to it affects your action. It affects how you see life, how you relate, how you see things. It affects your perspective, your view of life. It affects everything. Though she was a daughter of Abraham, by right, by right, you know, God loves you. That's, that's a right. That's, that's, that's standard. That, that's, that's no, not contestable. God loves you. It's okay. But how is that love? translating into you believing it that it's affecting you such that you are putting your trust in that love how is it affecting you so that you're putting your trust in it you're not trusting in man or trusting in other things but you're trusting in the love of god you believe it so much that you trust him you believe it so much that you trust him that's the case of this woman. She's a daughter of Abraham, yet she was bound. I know God loves me, but how come that love is not translating into some other things? That's where your belief is. That's where your believing is. If you believe it enough, you will recklessly, I mean, you act like a fool. The other day I was telling us that the people that receive the banquet are those who are blind, who are deaf, who are lame, who are crippled. That was what Jesus said. He said, go out and call them. And call them. And I, what does a blind man have to lose? Those are the people that receive things. So sometimes when God gives us a word, we have to act blind. We have to act like crippled. We have to act like children. That's the only way we can receive the word. That's the only way the word can make sense to us. That's the only way it can profit us. That's the only way it can profit us. Ecclesiastes 10.7 says, 
I have even seen servants riding horseback like princes and princes walking like servants. God told me some time ago why servants ride horsebacks and princes walk like servants. He said because the servant, the prince, has not realized that he's a prince yet. That's why he's still walking like a servant. But the day he realizes that he's a prince, he doesn't need to do anything. Automatically, he gets on the horse. He doesn't need to do anything. And I found out that many a times, the things that keep us as believers stuck on one spot or keep us from receiving the things that God has set ahead for us is because we have not realized that we are princes. And it comes by you staying in God's word and allowing the word to form you and shape you and change your thinking. Because when that happens, you emit a consciousness just dawn on you. It just dawns on you. A consciousness dawns on you. Now, let me tell you, what is the difference between um, a baby that is, uh, that is born into a rich home and a baby that is born into a poor home? It's, there's no difference. I'll tell you why. Because at that stage, they don't know anything. They don't know anything. But what happens? This one begins to grow up with the consciousness of wealth. This one begins to grow up with the consciousness of poverty. That's the only thing that separates them. And then when he gets to a certain age, he realizes that certain things belong to him. There's nothing he did. He just came to that awareness. Now, there may be some physical, natural principles that have come together to help him to come to that consciousness. But the truth of the matter is, when they were born, both of them have the same chance of success. At that stage, if this one was growing up with the consciousness of wealth because of what he can see all around him, and this other one, was growing up with the consciousness of poverty because of what he can see all around him. I tell you, if the father and mother of this one begin from that moment to tell this child, this is who you are. That is the consciousness the child will grow up with. If that child begins to see himself or see herself through the word of God, that's how the consciousness the child will grow up with. So the only thing that separates us is that awareness. Is that awareness? That awareness of that love so that we believe it so much that it is difficult. It is when you hear people say, I can never be poor in my life. Sometimes it's not just a faith talk. They've come to a realization, a consciousness that it's impossible. Not that they're not boasting, they're not being proud, but they've just come to a consciousness that it is impossible for me to be poor. They may not have one night at that moment, but they just know that look, poverty cannot. It's a consciousness. That's why they say it is how you think, not what you think about. What you think about is different, but it's how you think that matters. 
no matters how you think can a coplan would say that if you put me in a desert and take everything from me and just give me the bible i will recreate everything that i have again i will recreate everything it will only just take time i will recreate everything that's a deep consciousness and guess what when 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 um in the bible said in hebrews that what god what jesus came to take away from us is the consciousness of sin the consciousness sin 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 doesn't do anything to god it is us that it does something to it doesn't do anything to god i was telling someone the other day um he he sent me a video and um of of uh, i think a woman that was uh, i think transgender or something she was being sworn into the into the US Senate or something like that and then he sent it to me and i said look i don't care about all these things i said because listen in all honesty transgender don't transgender if a transgender person that has changed from man to woman gives his life to Christ if you go to heaven no don't just deceive yourself you are not god that saved the person if you go to heaven if if he doesn't change back it doesn't need to change back to woman or to man you go to heaven because the criteria is accept jesus as your lord and savior simple think about it the person has changed from man to woman and in the woman state he now accept jesus there's nothing he can do heaven will not say ah no 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 you you have to go back to no it doesn't make sense in that state the person will also accept you go to heaven there's no issue about it so what are we crying about there's no issue about it the only thing that will happen is that society will fight you that burden that wahala is like somebody that that went to steal when the armed robber stole killed five people as he killed five people and he said lord forgive me it's forgiven there's nothing you can do about it shout and scream there's nothing but society will arrest him society will jail him if his life imprisonment he will get it you understand what i'm saying but that way he will go to heaven what do you want to do about it so you are angry <laughs> there's nothing you want to do about it there's nothing that's the grace of god that you are not a bad person does not make you less of a bad person than a bad person if you are in the same opportunity you'll be better than that forgive my grammar you know that's just the grace of god i don't know how i got into that anyway so we know and believe the love of god we know and believe the love of god we know and believe the love of god said so i've seen servants riding horseback like princes and princes walking like servants but the day the prince realizes that i'm a prince his that consciousness comes on him and what happens from that moment is that things begin to work together for good things begin to align everything that makes you a prince everything that that comes around you that describes princehood begins to happen to you you can't explain it you don't know how it happened but that consciousness just comes to you it just comes it just comes to you and you live 
you live in that consciousness. You know and believe the love of the Father. The same thing that happens to wealth. You come into a consciousness of wealth. You may not have one naira, but you come into that consciousness. Once you step into that consciousness, that's all. You'll be, you'll be wondering why people are calling you. Why client? You, you just, it's a consciousness. You've come into it. You've come into it. It's like somebody who has come into millions. Into the million flow. That you've come into, you've come in, there's nothing that can happen again. Your circle of influence begins to change. The friends you keep, the association, all those things begin to change because you've broken into that circle. You've broken into that circle. Glory to God. Number three, God is not asking you for perfect behavior before you can experience his mighty hand. How do I receive what has been made ready for me? God is not asking you for perfect behavior. So don't put yourself in a box and say, God, I need to be perfect. I need to work to be perfect. I'm not perfect. I've erred here and there. I'm not perfect, but I need to walk to be perfect. I need, I need you to accept me, Lord. No. He has accepted us, the Bible says, in the beloved. We've been accepted in the beloved. The way we are, we've been accepted because we cannot save ourselves. So we come the way we are and then we reason together with him. He said, come, let's reason together. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be as crimson, they shall be as wool. But you have to come like that. So we don't come, we don't clean ourselves up and come to him. He's not looking for perfect behavior. No human being on earth can deliver perfect behavior. No human being. Don't expect perfect behavior from anybody. Even me, don't expect perfect behavior from me. Don't expect. No human being on earth can deliver perfect behavior. Even you, I'm not expecting perfect behavior from you. Imagine if you are Jesus. You knew from day one that Judas will betray you. From day one, you knew. Some of us would have blocked him. Say, Peter, no let him off him basket at all. Block him, block him, block him. Would have blocked him straight away. Knew from day one that out of these 12 I've chosen, no, one person will betray me. But he still stayed with him. The day he will die. If it were us, ha, that God gave that revelation, and ah, in that your office, somebody is going to stand on your promotion. Hey, Baba, die, 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 die. That would be the prayer from that moment. That the person should die. No. Perfect behavior. Don't expect perfect behavior from anybody. Nobody can deliver. Perfection is in heaven. Nobody can deliver it. When you expect perfect behavior, it's from God. You look at God. He's the only one that is perfect. He becomes your focus. He becomes your source. He becomes the one that you look to. He becomes the one that, that you see that you want to be like. Not anybody. Not anybody. Nobody can deliver perfect behavior. So, don't expect yourself to be perfect before him. He is the one that makes you perfect. So, by yourself, you are not perfect. But when you step into his shadow, you become perfect. Not of yourself, but his perfection rubs off on you. 
imperfection rubs off on you. So that's what Paul said, in him I live, in him I move, in him I have my being. He knows that when I'm outside Christ, I'm like a vegetable. When I'm outside Christ, I can't function. But when I'm in Christ, I'm everything. When I'm in Christ, I'm perfect. I'm perfect in Christ. I'm perfect. I might not be perfect in everything, but in Christ Jesus, I am perfect. So when I look at other people, I see the Christ in them. I don't see them, but I see the God in them. So I don't relate to them as I see them. No, Paul said, when I came to you, I didn't come to you with the excellency of man's speech or man's wisdom. I said, I desire to know nothing but Christ and him crucified. I desire to know nothing. Ah, do you know what that boy did? Ah, he did this. He did that. He said, so what? Are you the God that saved him, that saved her? Are you the one that died on the cross? Are you the one that shed your blood? Well, if not for the grace of God and, and, and the love of God, would you have had the opportunities that you have? No. So we don't push people aside and push them away. And then we don't push ourselves aside as well. And say, Lord, I do not qualify because of X, Y, Z. I do not qualify because of this and because of that. No. In your imperfect state, that's how he wants you. That's how he wants you. So that's how you receive everything that has been made ready. When he called the blind, the crippled, the lame, he didn't say, you, you are blind. Go and receive your sight first before you come to the, come to the uh, banquet. No. The people that had sight did not come. Because they felt they qualified. Because they felt they qualified. They gave excuses. But God said, no. The people that will receive in 2019 are those who don't put themselves in perfect state. Who will just open up and receive everything that I have made ready? Because he is the one that made it ready. You know, I, I don't know if you get what I'm saying. Because when you think that you qualify, you begin to give excuses. But when you know it's by the grace of God, you come as you are. You come as you are. You approach the throne of grace and obtain mercy. You come as you are. You don't give excuses. You come as you are. Number four, God wants you to see what he's doing. How do I receive everything that has been made ready? God wants you to see what he's doing. Isaiah chapter 43. He said, but forget all that. From verse 18. He said, it is nothing compared to what I am going to do. For I am about to do something new. He says, see, I have already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in dry wasteland. The wild animals in the field will thank me. The jackals and owls too for giving them water in the desert. Yes, I will make rivers in the dry wasteland so my chosen people can be refreshed. You need to see. God wants you to see it. He wants you to see what he's doing. He just he doesn't just he just doesn't just want you to to um uh okay God is doing something. He wants you to be part of it. He wants you to see it. He wants you to see it. So he said, forget what has happened in the past. I'm about to do something new. I'm about to do something new. So whatever you need to do to ensure you see clearly, you have to do it. Whatever you need to do to ensure that you are seeing clearly what God wants to do, you have to do it. How do you do that? Habakkuk chapter 2, 
in verse 1. It says, I, I will climb up to my watchtower and stand at my guard post. There I will wait to see what the Lord says. I will wait to see what he says. Are you getting that? To see what he says. To see what he says. So when God is speaking, you are seeing. It knows it to hear what he says. He said to see. So when God speaks, you see. When God says, I've made everything ready, you begin to see. You begin to see them ready. You begin to see. When God said this and this and prophecies come, that this is happening, this is happening, it's a year of new things, you begin to see. Because when the word of God to you goes from hearing to seeing, you're catching it. Something is happening. At that moment, something is happening. He said, I will go up to my watchtower. I will climb up to my watchtower and stand at my guard post. There I will wait to see what the Lord says. So when God has told you that everything is ready, you go with that word and say, Lord, everything is ready. So whatever I am doing as my guard post, my workplace, my business, I stand there and say, yes, what are you saying? I want to see it. I want to see it in my family. I want to see it in my business. I want to see it in my children. I want to see it all around me. I want to see what you are saying. I just don't want to hear it with the hearing of the ear. I want to see it with the seeing of the eye. So I will wait to see what the Lord will say. And how he will answer. So when God speaks, we see. When God speaks, we see. Have you been blessed tonight? Stand to your feet. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Ministries International. For information about Kingsword Ministries, visit us at kingsword.org for information and additional resources. Thank you for listening to this message. And remember, where the word of a king is, there's power.